Today we conclude the series, Better Together. I hope everyone understands that, that we really are better together. That together we can do a whole lot more to touching lives and touching hearts. You know, by ourselves, we do so much. And I hope everyone lives on purpose. In fact, we're starting a message series a week from this Wednesday, Living on Purpose and the Purpose Driven Life. But uh, we need to all understand that's the way we're to live. Amen. Hallelujah. And we do so much more. I look over the last two years of the pandemic and how much this church has done that if we had been just by ourselves, we couldn't have done near the magnitude of all that we've done. I forgot to even show you a week ago all the pictures of first responders that this church ministered to, the police and the fire and the, uh, those in the medical uh, profession. Let's thank the Lord because together as a body, amen. Hallelujah. David Grimes, I want you to raise your hand. This man is a modern miracle. Had it not been for the Lord, he wouldn't be here today. I'm telling you, he is a modern miracle. That is a modern day miracle you are looking at in worship with you today. By God, what happened? And uh, it's only God. And we just give God, come on, let's praise the Lord one more time. Praise the Lord. But that's why we need one another. So that we can pray with one another and agree with one another and stand on the Word of God together. Amen? The Bible says in the last days, in the Hebrews, it says in the last days, people are going to depart the faith, giving, seat, he, giving heed to seducing spirits. But in Hebrews, it talks about don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some. When you see the evil day approaching, how many understand that the evil day is approaching? It's, it's running towards us. And the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of you, because we need one another. The church needs the church. We need the body of believers, amen. We need the prayer meetings. We need the revival services like tonight to stir people up in the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to find your Bibles. I want you to turn to Daniel, the book of Daniel. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Daniel chapter 1. I think they're going to put it on the screen behind me. Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah came Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, into Jerusalem, and he besieged it. So what we have here in chapter 1 is we have the overthrow of Israel by Babylon. And we have Nebuchadnezzar taking the brightest people out of Jerusalem and all of Israel as captive back to Babylon. And he takes the brightest and the best. And uh, Daniel is one of those that he has taken captive. 
down, there were three deportations, and I'll give you the dates in a minute, but three deportations. And Daniel is taken in one of those deportations because he was bright, he was brilliant, he, was, uh, he belonged to God. And uh, so Daniel purposes in verse 8, I think it is, skip on down to verse 8, I think it is. In verse 8, he purposes that he's not going, but Daniel purposed in his heart, there it is, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. So Daniel had to set up in his mind, there are some things I'm not going to do and some things I may do. But when it comes to the dietary laws that he had grown up under as a Jewish young man, how would he have been eating? He would have been eating kosher. And so when it came to the king's meat, there was probably a big old pig right there that, uh, he, you know, I mean, maybe a whole big old platter of bacon. And he said, I can't defile myself with the king's meat. Now, I'm not telling you it's wrong for you to eat bacon. So don't go out this service and say you can't have a BLT. Amen. But there are some things that are better than bacon for you. Amen. So Daniel would not defile himself with the king's meat or the king's drink. You may be seated. In my message this morning, the first point, I want to talk to you about health and wellness. How many believe it's God's will for you to be healthy? I, I believe one step far, further than that. I believe it's God's will to heal people. Amen. But we need to nip some things in the bud right up front. And so pastor may do a little meddling for a few moments here about how you're eating, your eating habits, your living habits. You are body, soul, and spirit, correct? So all three parts of our life, we need to be living in sync with that being conducive to producing health and healing, amen? Listen, what you eat, there's an old saying that uh, we have to be careful about what you eat because what you eat translates into how you live and many times what you are, amen? Your health many times is directly affected by what you eat. And uh, that's why they tell us for healthy eating, when you go into a grocery store, where do you want to shop in the grocery store? Around the outsides, right? Not where all the carbonated drinks are. Not where all the sugars are. Come on, help me, church. I know I'm meddling right now. I'm trying to get, get you healthy. Amen. There are so many processed foods that are not good for you, and your pastor's going to tell you that. And you need to be cautious about what we eat. Daniel purposed in his heart he was not going to defile himself. One of the healthiest styles of eating is Mediterranean food eat Mediterranean foods. And uh, because, listen, any, any food that you can find in the Bible, I'd say eat it. Amen? If you find 
You find beets. How many like beets? Amen. Uh, pomegranates. Listen, there are all kinds. There's a, a bread called Ezekiel bread. And it's the grains right out of the Word of God. Now, it's a little more expensive, but I'm telling you, and you find it in the frozen area because that's the only place you'll find it in a, in a grocery store. But Ezekiel bread is taken from the grains right in your Bible. And you need to pick up on that because God shows us some things in His Word that are healthy for us. How many know there's seven days of creation? Seven. Everybody say seven. The seventh day, God rested. So we need plenty of rest. All right? My mother watched a, a teaching and documentary yesterday on brain health and heart health and how important rest is to our bodies. And uh, how many are getting enough rest? Raise your hand. I'm telling you, that's important. Amen? That is important to your system. But God, God had seven days of creation. I want to teach you something here that some of my uh, Orthodox friends have taught us. That of all the days of creation, there was one day out of the seven where God said, it is good Two times. So we begin to look at what was created on that particular day, the third day. On that day, all your fruits, vegetables, grains, those kind of things were created on that third day. And God said, it is good two times. And so we might need to pick up on how important fruits and vegetables and the things that we don't tend to want over the Snickers candy bar. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. It's getting real quiet in here. Pastor, you're meddling. People went out of the early service this morning and said, well, I got to change my lunch plans today. And, and uh, Pastor Rick said, don't, don't hurt Mission Brew too much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But listen. Getting proper rest is important. Getting proper nutrition is important because you are body, soul, and spirit. Help me. Somebody say amen. amen. Keeping your spirit, spirit right. Amen. You can't have a bitter spirit and enjoy great health. I'm going to say that one more time. I'll come over here and say it to this side. You cannot live with a bitter spirit and live in health and wholeness. We got to learn to forgive. We got to learn to, amen, not have a bitter spirit, bitter attitude in life. Amen? Now, I could bring a doctor up here that could talk, and the, the ladies had an incredible uh, lecturer on women's health at the women's conference, and I slipped in the back, and there was such good material going on. And I'm telling you, we can live healthier if we change uh, some of the things that we're talk, taking in. Jesus himself talked about what goes into a man and what comes out of a man. And I, I, want, I want you to know you need to clean up your spirit as much as you need to clean up your diet. Amen. Now, I am, I am guilty as pastor that over the years I've not been a proponent. I've always been a junk food eater. Amen. 
Amen. What's my favorite foods? I love fried chicken and banana pudding. Well, now, bananas are a fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll get it in there somehow. But I, I had some incredible fried chicken at a funeral yesterday. And as soon as I got in the car, I called them back, and they were working there, the, those that were working, serving. I said, where did they get that fried chicken? That is some of the best fried chicken I've ever had. Amen. I'm going to go get me some more of that. Amen. Well, listen, you can't have a steady diet of fried chicken and not have cholesterol that's out the. Amen. You want, you want to live healthy and uh, you, want to, you want to make sure body, soul, and spirit. Everybody say body, soul, and spirit. And you can't live on junk food all the time and expect to have a strong constitution, a strong body. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something else that we picked on, picked up on on our journey, and that's how important lots of water is in our system. That you're you're over eighty something percent water, and you need you need wa a lot of water. Amen. God designed it that way, and He meant for us to have. Plenty of water in our systems, and that's important to your, your makeup. But I want to tell you, living holy lives, living sanctified, denying ourselves some of the things that the world uh, embraces, those things will lead to your destruction. There are some things that we do not need to be participating in. Amen? Come on, church. Say amen. Amen. There's some drink that you don't need. Amen. Look what Daniel did. He denied himself. He lived on purpose. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. I've watched believers that I've watched lose out with God and lose out with their walk with the Lord and, and distance themselves from things of God. They started embracing things that they never embraced before. Listen, the devil will trip you up. I'm going to say that one more time. The devil wants to trip you up. And you're going to have to purpose in, a, in an evil age that we're going to live righteously. We're going to live sanctified lives. Amen. There's some things you don't need to be allowing to come into your spirit. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and get right down to where we live. There's some things that don't need to be coming on your television set. Oh, but I'm a, I'm a righteous person. I'm a godly person. I, I won't fall. Listen, the devil is trying to trip you up, and you need to stay out of his playpen. Amen. You need to keep your, what comes into your eye gate needs to be holy and acceptable before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It needs to be like Jesus is sitting on the sofa right beside you. Amen. Come on. We, we need to make sure, friends, we don't give the devil an access point in our lives, in our mind, in our spirit. Amen. Body, soul, and spirit. You need to be feeding all three the healthy things that will grow and develop and, and, and bring forth I've watched too many people, even over the last two years, I've watched too many people backslide and just totally lose out with God. I've seen, 
I've seen too many leaders and I've seen too many people in places that had such an anointing and a place of leadership and the devil just kicked the props out from under them. I, listen, you got to have a made up mind. You got to be like Daniel right there in this passage. That he purposed in his heart he was not going to defile himself. If you're going, my goal is to make it to heaven one day. Amen. Come on now, church. My goal is to make it and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. You're not going to do that cozying up to the world. Allowing your, the things that you stand for to be compromised. Compromise is another word for what the devil's trying to do to too many Christians today to trip them up and, and uh, to make them lose their purpose, lose their anointing, lose the place that God's brought them to. God brings all these blessings into people's lives and the devil's trying to trip people up. And friends, we got to live on purpose. Say live on purpose. Daniel purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the king's meat or the king's drink. I've watched too many people over the period of time say, well, I can handle that in my life. Oh, yeah? Come see me in a, a year or two. Come see me after the devil has done his part to try to trip you up. Listen, you need to have a no-touch concept. Amen? I don't need those things in my life. I need to walk the straight and narrow. Amen. Come on. You need to stay on that straight line. Amen. I'm going to walk this line. I'm going to stay on this line. Amen. I'm going to live a sanctified life. Come on, church. I want to live a holy life. Without holiness, no man will see God. Listen. They may tell you a little drink here, a little drink there. I want you to know that the devil's trying to use that to destroy your life. The devil's trying to use that to get you off track. Daniel's source was heaven. Amen. I like, I like, the, I didn't mention this in the early service, but you go back to Queen Esther and uh, her uncle, Mordecai. But you go back to how she came to rise up to where, where she was as queen because her predecessor had some morals about her. Vashti, and she was not going to bow to the king's, to the king's uh, desire. And she took a strict stand. You need to take a strict stand in your life. Amen. Come on, say amen. You're too quiet for a Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to know that Daniel on the special diet, you get on a special diet. He was fatter and fairer than all of, his, all of his contemporaries. Amen? Am I telling the truth? You get on the biblical. You wait till January and we do our 21-day fast this year. It's going to be very different. But I believe God's going to honor it and bless it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 He was excited about his fast. God wants you in health and wholeness. Amen? To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. We can all live healthier. Amen? Body, soul, and spirit. Feed your spirit, man. Amen? 
Feed your soul. Feed your body. Rest your body. Exercise your body. Amen. The body says bodily exercise profits. We all need a little more exercise. Amen. Well, you said you didn't finish that verse. No, I didn't. It says profits little. But all I got to have is a part of a verse that says it does profit. And when I'm exercising, I'm claiming that it profits. Amen. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Come on. Maybe you need to laugh a little bit. Amen. Grandma, my mother, bought a book from one of my grandchildren about laughing and some jokes. He loves to tell jokes, but good Christian jokes. And uh, sometimes you need to lighten up and you need to laugh a little bit. Amen. A merry heart. Don't go around looking like you're sucking on a plum all the time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When people look at you, they ought to see the love of Jesus and the shine of Jesus. They ought to see that you've been on the mountain with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We don't always need to look like a, a sour puss. Amen. We need to look like somebody that has been on the cloud of glory. We've been in his presence. Amen. And he's touched our bodies. He's touched our minds. He's touched our spirits. Come on, let's lift our hands and give praise to the Lord. Why would anybody want your Jesus? Hallelujah. <laughs> mm, hallelujah. So Daniel purposed in his heart. you got to have a made-up mind in this hour. There's a lot of junk going on there. And there's a lot of people backsliding. There's a lot of people losing out with God. I've watched leaders. I've watched people at different places of leadership that God had promoted at the hand of God had rested, and they throw it all away. The devil wants you to throw it away. You've got to have a made up your mind if you're going to stay in what God wants and stay in the blessing of the Lord over your life. Amen? Don't throw it away. Why pastor's preaching a holiness message and a message on sanctification. God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And this is a powerful, powerful story. He, uh, in chapter one of the book of Joshua, he raises Joshua up to lead the children for forward. And they were, the, they were commissioned to go into the promised land. Now look from the outset of creation. We had the Garden of Eden, correct? From the outset of creation, we had the Garden of Eden. What was in the Garden of Eden? Two trees. There was a lot of trees. But there was two trees. One tree they could touch, one they couldn't. One was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they were told not to touch that tree. But the other tree was the tree of life. Amen? Do you know what? And there's an old saying among some leading pastors that I listen to. As it began in the beginning, so shall it end in the end. If there was a tree of life in the beginning, listen to me. There's going to be a tree of life in the book of Revelation in the end. And that tree of life will have leaves. Everybody say leaves that people can eat of, and it will be for the healing of the nations. Wow. 
So there's a tree of life in the beginning. There's a tree of life in the end. I want to eat on the tree of life. Come on, church. Jesus came as the embodiment of the tree of life. Is not he the life, the truth, the life? You need to eat more of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> we break his body. We partake of his blood. Amen. Listen, the body and the blood, there's something about communion. I'm telling you, one of the greatest books that I've read in this journey is about the importance of Holy Communion. It's powerful. And it's entitled, Eating Your Way to Health. And I would encourage everyone to read that. It'll give you a whole different frame and, and lens concerning how important what we just did in worship is. How important Holy Communion is. How many believe it's very important? Listen, I believe it's more important than we understand. Amen? And the children of Israel, and I want the worship team to come real quick, real quick. The children of Israel are headed to the promised land. There was a promised land in the Old Testament. It was the Garden of Eden. But God had something at the end. He had the, the promised land. I want you to know he's got a promised land awaiting us. The problem is there's a lot of people that are not going to hear what they're wanting to hear. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. One thing I've learned from farmers in our church is that you can't bear fruit and you can't bear much fruit if you don't stay planted. Help me, Holy Ghost. You got to stay planted to produce fruit. Amen. Any of you ladies who garden and ladies who take care of plants, just go to your favorite plant this afternoon when you get home and snatch it out of the ground and tell me in a week what it looks like. People, people for years and decades, they're planted, they're producing fruit, and all of a sudden the devil snatches them up. I, I want you to know, you want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen? Come on, say amen to that. I want you to stand. Hallelujah. So look at this. The children of Israel are brought out of Egypt. My dad loved the song, and I've not heard it in quite some time. He split the sea so that I could walk right through it. The same God that did the miracle of the Red Sea is the God we serve today. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, say hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the children of Israel came out and they, they marched for 40 years. Everybody say 40. Do you know why it was 40? They were penalized one year for each day that the children of Israel, the leaders, had gone into the promised land to survey the land. They'd gone in for 40 days and they came back with what kind of report? James preached on it recently and he gave us the names of the 10 spies. I've still got those names. That's a good list of names for you to stay hold of because there's some people like that around your life each and every week and they have an evil report. 
they have a report that doubts the word of God. God said, go in. God said, you can take these giants. We sang about it a while ago. Have you ever met a, a giant that's greater than your God? Come on, church. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God, listen to me, church. I think you're going to love the series that begins next week. But So they, they go in, they doubt God, and for 40 years they march in the land. Now God gives them something to eat, even when they complain about food. You go out of here today and complain about food, God will give you something. Amen. But it became like grit in their teeth. Amen. He gave them manna. That's angel's food. Amen. I want that recipe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And quail. And I like quail. Amen. I like fish sandwiches too. James preached Wednesday night about fish sandwiches. So I went out Friday night and got me a fish sandwich. And it was healthy too. Hallelujah. I told him I'm going to take him where I'll get him the best fish sandwich he's ever had. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But listen to me. There's a principle to be learned here that the children of Israel, they were not quick learners. May we be quick learners in these last days. As you study their 40 years, they would criticize. Hath God not brought us out here to die in this desert? Listen. You can read this in the book of Exodus and several other places. But every time they begin to complain, say complain. And every time they begin to murmur, say murmur. How many have ever been tempted to fall into murmur and complain? That is always easy to fall into. And that was a trap that the children of Israel fell into and God judged them. He even sent snakes to bite them. Remember when they had to, write, uh, had to make a brazen serpent on a pole? And everyone that looked at that brazen serpent was made whole. Come on, church. But it came about because they were complaining and they were murmuring. I can show you from Genesis to the end of the Bible. God does not like murmuring and God does not put up with complaining. He doesn't put up with those things. He judges those things. And we have to learn as we're maturing believers. Everybody say, let's learn. We've got to learn. God doesn't put up with those things. Somehow, the snake comes back to bite the people. And I want to tell you, the children of Israel... They kept that brazen. Now, here's how we fall into religion if you're not real careful. Because we all make religion out of things that we really like. And that brazen serpent was a testimony. It was a, it was a miracle thing that as people looked at it, 
Miracles happened. People were made whole. And what happens? They take that and they keep it for centuries. They keep the brazen serpent until later, centuries later, and God says it's time to destroy your relic. Sometimes, listen, friends, we can make relics out of our worship, relics out of things we like and don't like, and we can make relic, and God had them destroy that. Was, was it Hezekiah? I think it was under Hezekiah. He had them destroy that relic. And we can't afford to make relics of things that we like and don't like. Amen? We got to keep this thing about a relationship with Jesus, about ministering to the Lord, about loving the Lord. Amen? About reaching the lost. How many have family members that are not where they ought to be with Christ? They're not where they are. Listen, they don't need us having relics. They don't need us having things, religious uh, things in our lives that, that, that defer us from staying on track to reach the lost. Amen. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, wherever you are in this sanctuary right now, if you know you need to get closer to Christ, I want you to come to this altar right now. Come on. If you know you need to get closer to Christ, I want you to move from where you're at and come meet me at this altar right now from all over this sanctuary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know you need to get closer to Jesus, up in the balcony, under the balcony, the galleries, come on. If you know you can move steps closer, if you know there's been some things in your life that you need to put under the blood of Jesus, Come on, I want you to come to this altar right now. Friends, it's important that we get things under the blood. Under the blood, under the blood, under the blood, under the blood. Hallelujah. God bless you, young men. God bless you, men. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a clap to thank these young men for being there honest. Come on, there's still some people. Mama. Daughter, if you know there's some things going on that you need to put under the blood, and you need to get closer to the Lord, I want you to come right now. Come from wherever you are. And then I want anyone that needs healing in your body to come stand down at the front. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come stand down at the front right here. Come on. And I want our regular prayer team, acknowledged prayer team, If you desire to be anointed with oil, hands laid on you, come on. Are there someone that you want our prayer team to pray over? Come on. Come on, right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jennifer and Britton, lead us in worship.
praise offering right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Jordan's going to come with the ironic blessing. I want every single person back tonight at 6 o'clock. Be here at 5 for prayer. But 6 o'clock for evangelist Michael Dow. It's going to be powerful. Amen. Amen. Your family and friends need to see you regularly connected with the house of God and with worship. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of God. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of God, and I will bless them. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your blessing. God, as Daniel chose not to defile himself, he also chose later on in Daniel chapter 6 to distinguish himself. So, Father, may we not give ourselves to the things of the world, but may we purpose in our hearts to be distinguished from the world, not in the world, but not of the world, but in the world, Father, letting your light shine in us and through us, Father, that we may be your glory manifested in a world around us. Father, I thank you for your people today. We pray your blessing upon them, that you will keep them and cover them as this blessing is said. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. See you back tonight.